RJ's not in the room at this moment, so I'll quickly do the introduction so I don't have to endure his critique. <laughs> it's important for me to do that. We're back in the shed. We're having another fun day. It's just after Halloween still, but by the time you listen to this, Christmas is probably breathing down your neck. So I hope you're ready for that. To help get you ready, I recommend that you listen to this episode of the Mighty Fabulous Shed Dogs. Here we go. Are you playing hockey this year? Sure am. Just played yesterday. Oh, you did. Congratulations. Thank you. And we can say, how about them Canucks? Oh, yeah. How about them? Huh? That's kind of fun. Well, we should take bets right now. Right now, listeners, it's November 2nd today. Here in the room, who thinks the Canucks are making the playoffs? I do. I do too. All I three of us, too. unanimous. But I'm, I just take Sue's yeah. leadership on that. You know, like usually every year, right? Not every year, but many years, they start out super strong and then they totally suck once all the other teams learn. Yeah. I think this year they will make the playoffs. It's entertaining to watch them. That's what it is. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. Even the couple of big sort of even even losses. That yeah. They're, they're, they they're at like, least in them. And they, yeah. You know, they got the parts. Quinn Hughes is just unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, I'll just give you the moneymaker that I have in that list. All right, let's hear it. How many times in your lives have you guys been at some celebratory thing, whether it's Christmas or a birthday or something, and there's dessert? And it's cake, say. So, you know, first round goes, everybody has a slice of cake. Anybody want more cake? And invariably, without any exception, somebody says, can I just have a little sliver? Yes. They always say that. Absolutely. And then there's a whole bunch of backing and forth. And going, oh, a little less. A little, oh, no, a little more. A little. <laughs> so here's the idea. Okay. <laughs> edible ruler. You put an edible ruler uh, on top of that cake. Uh, you know, blend it in with the decorations. No, no, just... Just a ruler. You can vary it. Of course, you could put it around the outside of a round cake or across the top of a flat one. Okay. The point is, you just stop all that crap. Who wants another piece of cake? I'd. Would you like a half inch or an inch or an inch and a half? Because I can do all those. None of this a spit. Oh, I'll just have a little sliver, please. Oh, this is way too big of a sliver for me. I can just stop it. So just this is a big issue you're saying. I think it's a needless waste of everybody's energy to do all that posturing and backing and forthing. I don't care that you want to eat like a bird. Okay. I'm not going to accuse you of eating like a pig either. Just eat the cake. If you want it. God, PJ's like, Oh, here come the sliver people. Now it's going to happen. It is kind of like that. Oh boy. Here we go. Just have another he-man. I was having fun. (laughs) Chunk if you want. Oh, I think it's a great idea. That one, that one's coming home for sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You guys heard of the London beer flood? No, do tell. Around 4.30 in the afternoon of 17th October, 1814, George Crick, the storehouse clerk saw that one of the 700 pound iron bands around the vat had slipped. Uh Uh-oh. 22 foot tall vessel was filled to within four inches of the top with 3,555 imperial barrels of 10 month old porter. How much in a barrel? I wonder. I don't know. A lot of gallons in there. 40 gallons at the bands as the bands slipped off the vats two or three times a year. Crick was unconcerned. (laughs) (laughs) He told his supervisor about the problem, but was told that no harm, whatever would ensue. Crick was told to write a note to Mr. Young, one of the partners of the brewery, to have it fixed later. 
An hour after the hoop fell off, Crick was standing on a platform 30 feet from the vat, holding the note to Mr. Young when the vessel, with no indication, burst. (laughs) The force of the liquid's release knocked the stopcock from a neighboring vat, which also began discharging its contents. Several hogsheads of porter were destroyed. Hogshead? How many many barrels in a hogshead? No idea. I don't know either. That's a lot. It is a lot. And their contents were added to the flood. Okay, so a whole bunch more containers. A whole bunch of gallons were released. The force of the liquid destroyed the rear wall of the brewery. It was 25 feet high and two and a half bricks thick, this wall. Some of the bricks from the back wall were knocked upwards and fell onto the roofs of the houses in nearby Great Russell Street. A wave of porter some 15 feet high swept into New Street where it destroyed two houses and badly damaged two others. In one of the houses, a four-year-old girl was having tea with her mother and another child. The wave of beer swept the mother and the second child into the street. Hannah was killed. In the second destroyed house, a wake was being held by an Irish family for a two-year-old boy. The boy's mother and four other mourners were killed. Eleanor Cooper, a 14-year-old servant of the publican of the Tavistock Arms in Great Russell Street, died when she was buried under the brewery's collapsed wall while washing pots in the pub's yard. Another child was found dead in another house in New Street. The land around the building was low-lying and flat. With insufficient drainage, the beer flowed into cellars, many of which were inhabited, and people were forced to climb on furniture to avoid drowning. People in the brewery survived. And then also, stories later arose of hundreds of people collecting the beer, mass drunkenness, and a death from alcohol poisoning. (laughs) The article goes on to say that they're kind of thinking those stories might have been apocryphal. Yeah. uh, Well, funny, um, not too long ago, in August, I believe, I saw a video of just a stream of red wine running down a hill somewhere. I don't know if it was Portugal or Spain, something like that. Same thing though, some giant container of wine had ruptured and it was just, it wasn't, nobody's lives were threatened, but this whole street was just red. This stuff looked like it was three, four inches deep and it was just sweeping down this street. Can you imagine you're having a wake for a mm. two-year-old infant that died and then all of a sudden you're blown out of the place onto the street? Yeah, that's a lot. The great beer flood of London anyway, now you know. Now we do. Well, here's a fun one for you. I don't know where, maybe you even sent it to me. Did you guys know what a group of otters is called? No, no. A romp. A romp? A romp of otters. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I looked it up to check because I thought, I haven't heard that before. And it, it doesn't seem like it's the official. Like it's one of about five or six different terms that were listed in the dictionary as what you call a group of otters. Yes, Still, I thought Romp was a really good name for a group of otters just because of the way they behave. You get all those names, like a murder of crows and stuff. Yeah. And I do think there must have been a period of time when biologists or somebody said, hey, let's (laughs) let's, let's go through all the animals and come up with as fun names as possible. Yeah, you wonder. It's it's the earliest of social media. Yeah. Who's the clever person that decided we should call him a romp? And That's the, a really good name. The one the uh, IT architecture manager at ICBC used to say was a confusion of architects. Oh. Which I thought was pretty good. Hey, Halloween has just passed. And did we hear from Jesse of Montreal and no. his... Oh, nice. What's going on? 
KJ, excellent I, work. Has he dropped I'd, us? Has he I'd, dumped I'd, us? I think Jesse's dropped us. Oh. Well, you know why? Because you haven't been using his theme music, you scum dog. Well, I think he dropped us a lot longer earlier than that. But if Jesse, if you're listening, we want to see it. We want to see your... Uh, yep. And I've done my uh, Halloween kid count graph. Oh, right. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. This year was 14 kids again. Very disappointing. All in? The yeah. whole evening? Yeah. Ooh, same boy. as the prior year. I walked the blocks. You said, let's find out how many people are actually offering candy on our block because it's a dead end and it's a block and a half long. And so, you know, is it worth it? Like when Bingo. you come down to a little mm. ROI? Don't go down there. It's a waste of time. Two houses right on the end on Nelson Avenue. Very inviting. Great big displays. And the people we know on, another group of people we know on the block, their lights were out. Sue figures they were down watching the hockey game in the basement. If they had been on, I think it would have been enough to draw. Like once you started, then you're going to continue down the block. But they had decorations, but no light? They had no decorations, no light. They had decided not to give out candy. Mm. A guy yeah. in the room yesterday lives in Edgemont Village, which is really like suburban. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he said they were giving out full-size candy bars to try to draw kids, hoping the word would get out. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. That's what Sue does. She gives away full-size wow. bars. We had one, we would have had way less than that, but one group of seven kids showed up. Uh, teenagers. Oh. Nice. That, that's it, that's they're, they're like 14, 15. That's a thing. slap on top of a kick. And the very first Skinny. kid had no costume whatsoever. Oh. Skinny. They're not out doing drugs. Yes, they are. No, <laughs> Candy. No. <laughs> and I said to him, how many of the, them are you? And he said, uh, I'm not good at math. And she said, that's right. You're not wearing a mask. She misheard him. Right? <laughs> he goes, well, well. And the other kids are kind of looking at him. <laughs> and then, I like I like the tone you give your Sue impersonation there. She's really going to appreciate that. <laughs> and then the last, a few of them had good costumes, and the last girl came up, and she had a great kind of princess Arabian princess thing going on. And Sue gave her the great big chocolate bar, and she just lit up at that. So. <laughs> Well, I went to walk the dogs on Halloween night and there was actually neighbor kids that I recognized in costumes. Then I came walking up my driveway with the dogs for the evening walk and they, hey, hi, Chihuahua man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's who I am. What are my superpowers, I wonder? Well, I walked by the house on the corner here and uh, I said, did you get many kids? Oh, she said, yeah, we got about a hundred. Wow. And she said, but our friends two blocks up, they got a thousand Whoa, two blocks up towards the park? Yeah, I guess. And I said, 100, that's pretty good. She said, well, you know, it's like sometimes there were groups of 20. Right. You know, because they, they, yeah. there's gaggles of parents. and But I thought, 1,000, that, that's a little bit extremist. That is. I know. Like if you decided to go with full-size bars, then you're out like $1,200 or something. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, you'd be down to giving kids single peanuts. If you had 1,000, you'd... Okay, here's your uh, peanut. You know, like you'd never have it. Yeah, you got to have some form of backup. Yeah, we went, we walked up the drive, and it, the drive was quite lively because the, the shops give out candy. And so there's lots of kids actually, but the, there's a surprising uh, amount of adults that are just fully dressed up. And I saw yeah. one guy go by on a bike, and he had a Tyrannosaurus Rex 
helmet, <laughs> like like fully above his head. It was really quite funny to see him go by. <laughs> Nothing else, but yeah, it no, worked. That's, well, lots of parents like to uh, you know add to the fun. You gotta have to go supervise your kids anyway. So why not get a costume on while you walk yeah. around? With them. But I gotta fun. say, this neighborhood went nuts for. I got to think they're Costco de- decorations or something. Oh, yeah. All the, the skulls and the skeletons, the little. I always think the inflatable ones are Canadian tire. Like, I always think, boy, crappy tire somehow has cornered the market on inflatable Could be. decorations for both Christmas and Halloween. I saw those. Am I wrong? Um, I don't know. What would be 15-foot skeletons in Home Depot. Yes, Home Depot is uh, the ones that for, brought that in. Four hundred bucks, I think. Yeah, and they, I read a whole article on that how how they are they were back ordered. They were so surprised when they took off. Well, they're all over the place, yeah. and I'm surprised because they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, people. I just think it's a little bit silly. And there was one guy down on the drive here that was a whole tour, and has, somebody said, "Oh, he's got to be a part of the." film industry because he had susan went through actually she said it was just amazing and people were gawking and it was um the two trucks outside dismantling it yesterday were the licorice place on granville island so that's if that helps anybody the licorice place licorice lounge or something on granville island Hmm. they were the people responsible for building and taking it down and perhaps they live there well, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, this year, uh, the last several years, I've paid zero attention because I have no kids who are even remotely interested anymore in doing any of that. So I don't bother. Occasionally, I'd go tour, try to find the houses that were really, really done. Because there's one right in my neighborhood that just does a spectacular job every year. And it's not just the big inflato. There's a, one also nearby that does the big inflatos. But these guys w- are reputedly in the movie business. And so they kind of do a bunch of set work to make their house oh, look nice. like a gothic mansion and stuff nice. like that. Yeah. And a bunch of lighting and a bunch of, yeah. you know, it's really pretty cool. I like the witches where they've actually draped um, a dress on them. And so in the breeze, the dress is blowing yeah. around. That, that one always makes me look like, is that really a person? Like, well, you because know, of the motion. Michael of Coquitlam, who once gave us beer, remember him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sent a couple of pictures and one of them, what he did in his yard was he had a light in the middle with some stuff, orangey stuff. So it looked sort of like a campfire. And then he just had four, it looked like probably sticks with a balloon on top, probably. And then he just draped sheets over them. So there was, it looked like six ghosts sitting around a fire outside <laughs> yeah. and then a little breeze. And I just, that really does look creepy. It's really cool. And Jesus, you know, what are they doing around that fire? Yeah. There was one yesterday walking by in the daylight where there's a body that was just uh, a garbage bag wrapped in sort of a body form. Maybe it's supposed to be a body bag lying on the ground with the head kind of propped up against a sheet of tin foil on a table. And there was blood splattered on it as if this body had been shot. And I thought, that's a little bit gruesome. I mean... <laughs> Is well, that, that's, isn't that kind of, doesn't that win? I thought that was a win. I don't know. Um, um, on the same vein, gentlemen, I got work. Whoa. And it's a horror movie. 
Of course, I had to read it. And I just about puked. It's so disgusting. Oh, yeah, because they're probably getting more and more over the top. Yes, but it does say, I don't know if it's cold. It's not ultra low budget. They're offering scale. But I can't be hired as a company for some sort of tax reasons. They don't get... Whoever gives them the tax break, which I've got to think is the, either the province or the city, says, we don't want corporations right. b- because I income split with Susan. So that would mean I pay less taxes. But if I get paid personally, I pay more taxes. It mm-hmm. really doesn't make sense to me. It all works into the whole economics of it, I guess. Anyway, just to announce that my career is still going. Congratulations. Way to go. Like the wind. And are you a bad guy? Um, Victim? (laughs) Victim. Lawyer? Yeah. No. (laughs) Cop? I'm a hillbilly. Oh. I'm a hillbilly. It's called lowlifes. So they might have seen you in uh, the other thing. No, it was my brilliant audition. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. All right. But I think you're supposed to suspect that the hillbillies are the bad guys. Except you realize that, no, before our suburban family in their Winnebago traveling around, <laughs> before they even get to the hillbilly house, they kill somebody. Oh, so the suburban just family, no, yeah. Now, do you live in a hauler? Uh, yeah. Like the hillbillies. In a hauler. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just curious. <laughs> we saw lots of haulers in oh, New England. Fire. Yeah. They would be called hollows there. Didn't you say there was something else too that you said there was a lot of, a lot of nooks or something? Yeah, like nooks. Yeah. Some crannies as well. But let's not uh, lose yeah, the yeah. thread here. What What is a hauler? Is it well, just that's a, the thing. a cave? Okay, like, no, so, it's a hollow. It's so, a valley. Yeah, so. But yeah, a little one? <laughs> it's a little one. So if you think about that, uh, the mountain in Rosslyn, I don't know if we want to say it on the podcast, but it's, the locals call it Asshole Mountain. I think you can say that. I think yeah, you so, could go with Deer Mountain and everyone might know what that actually is. You know is. Deer Mountain. It's got a couple humps in it, kind of yeah. like cheeks almost. Uh-huh. And they got in, in between those two cheeks would be a hollow. That would be a hollow. Or a crack. That's your, a crack could be a crack. but that's Or a notch, perhaps. But uh, yeah, that's what the haulers are. They're all over New England. It has to do with the mountains. They're different there. The Appalachians and the, you know, the Catskills and all that stuff. So the Appalachians go all the way down, like through Tennessee. To Georgia and all the way up to Maine. They must go all, almost all the way to Florida, right? Yeah. I mean, Georgia. Oh, I, I think, didn't realize that. I yeah. And the there. Appalachian Trail goes all the way up. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. We were, we were at the peak of Mount Greylock. And that's that same mountain that Herman Melville used to look at and he felt was shaped like a whale. And the Appalachian Trail just goes right over it because it's the highest mountain within, you know, 50 miles of the ocean kind of thing on the East Coast. And so I saw a lot of like uh, hikers with, you know, super muscular calves, you know, like skins calves, that kind of thing. And what, what's a nook? A notch or a nook? Is it nooks and crannies or notches and crannies? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of notches there. What are they? I don't exactly know. (laughs) It's a notch. It's a hell. I think it's a mountain pass, you know, and the road goes over the pass between a couple more cliffs. That's right. And that's your notch right there. It's all just careless naming. (laughs) That reminds me when we were in Porto, we went out to the beach in Porto. We took transit out there, which was an adventure. And out there on the beach, it's, one of those trails like Susan has hiked, Camino. 
Right. And so there's all these people with backpacks wandering from one end to this gigantic, gigantic beach. Like it's a couple of kilometers and cruise ships stop. So that was the Camino? Yeah. That we, we walked a couple of kilometers of the Camino that day. Yeah. Cause I know when, uh, Glenn and Mary, uh, of Oak Bay finished their Camino walk, it was, they finished in Porto. Yeah. Santiago, I think, but I don't know. Yeah. No, Susan did two of her mm-hmm. big one, and she's going back to do the little one that starts in Porto. Okay. Just wanted to mention that we did see them, and the end, spectacular beach. If she ever gets there, she'll be impressed. Nice, nice. Congratulations on the job. Yeah. When uh, when's the filming happen? Uh, the, the last week in November. It's only a couple of days, okay. but it'll be a rock salt. And um, they're not offering trailers. They offer a green room. So it'll be in the house that you're filming in or on in the neighboring house. So you show up, get ready in there. Yeah. But in any, any trailer you get, even the smallest ones, you have a toilet and a bed. Right. And that's usually all there is, but I was really thinking about that bed. Let me tell you. Yeah. Cause like like, you're waiting around, you could take a nap or whatever. I can't, I can't stand for more than five hours at a time. Mm. And if they want me to, they better supply a little bit of a lie down space. Know what I'm saying? Did you, have you told anybody but us that and all our listeners? Uh, well, I kind of crouched to my agent, but he says, well, across the board, whatever. Well, it's probably taken care of now that you've uttered the words into that microphone. You know, it'll get back to your agent PDQ about November 8th. Oh, speaking of that, I want you guys to know I left about 20 shed dog business cards throughout Portugal. Mm, so we got probably got new listeners from Portugal right now. Who knows? I left them in places to eat, places we slept. Oh, and our count was 17 different beds in 24 nights. Here's a question for you boys. I just put it on. Do either of you know who Teresa Tang was? Teresa Tang? Tang. Tang. T-E-N-G. No, I don't. Teresa Tang was evidently pretty much the most popular singer ever in China. And at the height of her powers in about 1990, she all through Asia, she was just the queen. She died quite a while ago. She was 42 of an asthma attack, which is a horrible way to go. And I went to a thing on Sunday, a celebration of what would have been her 70th birthday at the Michael J. Fox Theater near where you are, RJ. It was full. Choir starts singing her song. Somebody turns to the audience. The whole audience knows the song. Oh, wow. And starts singing it. Like, I, me and there was one other white man in the whole place. Didn't know the words. I did not know. I know what they mean, but I can't remember them. Mm. I looked into it. I knew the tune. And the first time I heard the tune, I had heard it before to, oh, okay. to this famous song in English. It's, uh, the moon represents my heart, which is not mm. really that catchy a title in English. I just wondered if you'd heard of her because millions of people in China apparently mm. just worshipped her. Oh, nice. Just a little note. For I you. know more about Matthew Perry than I know about her. Yeah, I know probably too much about Matthew Perry at this point. I've read all, but of course I've taken up watching uh, Friends now. Oh, have Because apparently Friends is a thing right now in, in the today's culture. Over the last few years, a lot of young people are watching Friends. Wow. And just sometimes these there's an echo, right? Like where the sensibilities there were... Yeah. are not unappreciated by uh, yeah. a younger, younger group of people. Well, and, you know, other than, you know, there's certain, uh, certainly some uh, stuff that's just way too much cringy, mm. 
but that show is really well done. You know, I, I, I find that I even forget that there's a laugh track sometimes. Yeah. It's too bad for him. I mean, he tried to do good stuff. So good, good for him. Yeah. And apparently, you know, the jury's not in yet on the cause of death, but it, there's a good likelihood that he actually hadn't taken any drugs. Yeah. He had done a big exercise thing. Yeah. Pickleball. 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 Everybody knows it's lethal. (laughs) (laughs) Don't step on that court unless you're ready. I think we'll hear from Lee on that. I'll bet you you can get pretty worn out playing pickleball. Pickleball, actually. I saw a picture she posted, I don't know, it was Facebook of Brian, her guy Brian playing. Yeah. Really clearly not just fooling around. Like he's crouched. Right down, knees past 90 degrees, every muscle leg standing out. He's taking a swing. I mean, not fooling around, right? No, no, of course. Heard a thing on something on social media about how he had, I believe, 16 different stomach operations. Matthew Perry. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a ruptured colon at some point. Yeah. All, well, I think, was it opiate use for a while? Yeah. Or he, he had, he had a, heavy alcohol use. Yeah. A yeah. bunch of substance abuse problems and he had a bunch of really heavy health damage as a result. And the suspicion is you just don't walk away from that stuff, right? When you're at that level, you don't get away free. KJ. Yes. You have an entry in any list. Did you know that? About baths. I want to hear about this. It'll, really? co- it'll come back to you, yeah. Oh, well, my latest bath thing is um, when I was in Ottawa, in our luxurious places to stay, they had a really decent bath. And I said, oh, and the bath is extraordinary. So somebody got me a bath bomb. I thought I thought it was magical. I didn't, I didn't know, but it was like this, as uh, big as a baseball. And I think they're like, yeah, they're probably 10 bucks a pop. And uh, I think this probably came from a market, you know, sort mm. of the homemade, handmade stuff. Anyway, I I thought that they were like Epsom salts, like they're made of Epsom salts, but, um, I, and I think you can, but, so when I came back, like I got a lovely claw foot and I bath a lot and I'm doing bubble baths, which are <laughs> very fun. Buddy likes those. He likes to come and Eat the bubbles. Nip at the bubbles, yeah. And so anyway, uh, the other day, uh, my business partner, Patty A. from over by Oak Street, I must have mentioned this to her, so we made um, bath bombs. Oh, so now you have the insider view of those six. I have no idea. Like I've bought any number of those as stocking stuffers for the girls over the years. Yeah. And you can get just a million varieties of those things. Yeah. And but I don't know what the hell they're made of. Anyway, I got a like an advent calendar of them from Costco. Susan bought me the other <laughs> week. And then we made these. Uh, they're very close, actually. We failed. We failed. Let me tell you. So what you have is cornstarch. Gotcha. That's a major ingredient, actually. And when you're in the tub and the the bomb has gone off or whatever, your body feels silky. Oh, okay. And right? that's from and the cornstarch. that's the corn. I'm pretty sure that's the cornstarch. Yeah, yeah. And the other ingredient is citric acid in its dry, crystallized form, right? Okay. And it, I think the idea is that when that hits water, it fizzes. Right. It does a kind of a fizzy thing. I know something fizzes, but... Is it citric acid or is it that in combination with the cornstarch? What, Perhaps. What? I, I don't know. Yeah, because the cornstarch might have a little bit of a base in it. I, I got no idea. Enough to have a little bit of a, a very mild reaction. Yeah, they just fizz. They mm-hmm. don't 
No, but broth, I mean, like, bubble yeah. bath is they the just, same concept, right? They just fizzle it away. Anyway. Similar concept. You mix these and you, if you use coloring, food coloring, they say be really careful about how much liquid goes into it. You've got to make it so it compacts and you put it in the little mold. Right, right. But you don't want it to... Start reacting. Do its thing, reacting. Yeah, yeah. And so we actually used, this was our fail, Patty Allen had some um, uh, coloring for candles, wax candles. And I think the idea there is that they need to get hot enough to melt in order to work in the candles or or you put them in hot paraffin or whatever. Anyway, they did not dissolve with water, even Uh. hot water. Ooh. So <laughs> there are just Ooh. all these little micro bubbles <laughs> sitting on top of the water. I'd, I actually, I, I never put one in a bath. I just experimented with some leftover stuff. And we put in um, dried rose petals. It's sort of an interesting effect. They, they kind of just sit on top of the water too. Right. Anyway, that's kind of the end of my story. But we, we intend to improve on our technique and perhaps come out with some lovely christmas presents yeah, we'll have to see a little uh, video once you get it done oh perhaps a time mm. lapse yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even just how it looks in the bath like when you, yeah. i'd like to go back to was it Teresa tang yeah Tina tang mm-hmm. and in north america discuss taylor swift oh yes absolutely because i'm i can't believe how much taylor swift seems to be in my life because I watched the the Netflix documentary, which I thought was rather interesting. Yes. And then, of course, she comes in with the Travis Kelsey stuff that's going on. That, I don't know. Oh, that's her new boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. So that's all over the uh, interweb. And she just went over the billion-dollar earnings. On the which tour. Is something. I went driving with Susan the other day, and we're... I said I said something about Taylor Swift, and she said, "Oh, oh, you want to hear some Taylor Swift?" I said, "No, no, 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 wait a whatever." And the latest is that her re-release, and they're called Taylor's version, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize what that was—that artists are contracted for five years, ten years, fifteen years—that they their uh, production company owns that music. Yeah, they own the masters, and. Whatever time has elapsed since her, I'm thinking country days anyway, or her early stuff, that's elapsed, and she is now re-releasing those songs, and they're, that's why she went over, I'm pretty sure that's why she went over the billion dollar mark, right? I mean, along with her tours, but all this, she has all this new music, and people are just lapping it up. Yeah, she's been re-recording, I think she's up to her fifth album now. That she's done this on. And, and are uh, they all called blah, 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 Taylor's version? Taylor's version, yeah. And it's great because she's sticking it to the man, you know? Yeah. Like the when she's just a young ingenue, she doesn't know her way around. And they go, yeah, just sign this contract. We'll yeah. take care of yeah. you, you know? And then now she owns those. And then nobody plays the old ones because everyone's on Taylor's side, you know? And that billion dollar figure, that's just from that era's tour alone. Oh, oh, And okay. she's making, like, she's amazing. Like, Sue and I are going to go watch the movie tomorrow, too. Yeah. We got tickets. Yeah. Susan did go watch that. She said it was amazing. I know. That's what I've heard is the that it really, in some ways, is better than the concert because it's not live, but. Of course, they've got all the high-def cameras. You're seeing so many more aspects of the production. And it is the concert, right? It's, it's not any concert. kind of a 
no yucky back. yucky it's just yeah. the whole thing that's right and then just announced i think yesterday that she's finally coming to vancouver for the eras tour oh so sue put herself on the waiting list but oh you know, the truth is if we actually made our way off that waiting list what would the tickets be starting at 300 in the oh i think more than that and then you resell them for 2000 or whatever yeah so i figure the movie is the next best thing 18 bucks or 19 bucks, something like no, that. No, I, I think Susan actually said she would She would have flown to Toronto if she could have got a, gotten a ticket. Oh, I think it'd be awesome to see. It's not just all the 16-year-old girls in the audience. It's just an amazing production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's talented. She's so talented. You watch her old Saturday Night Live when she guested there when she was like 18 years old after Kanye had done his stupid thing. Oh, my God. And she came in like... Uh, Seth Myers was head writer at the time and they hadn't come up with anything good for her. And she comes into the room, she goes, I've written this song. So her, she sits down with Seth Myers and, uh, who's the producer, Lauren Michaels. Yeah. And she just strums a song that's just perfect parody satire of the way she writes her songs and of Saturday Night Live and everything. And it just nailed it. I went back and looked at it and they, every single skit she was in, she just nailed them. She's really good. Yeah, that's uh, you, I had forgotten about that Kanye thing until the documentary, and you think, what the fuck? I mean, I thought it, at the time, I thought, what the fuck is he doing? Get off the <laughs> yeah, stage, yeah. you idiot. Oh, Beyonce's song was better. <laughs> I, know. I got no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh, you don't even remember that? Nope, I did not see that. My um, daughter's... Uh, what did you say? I'm, I'm going I'm, uh, I'm to let you continue in a moment, but... Yeah. And, and there was all of a sudden a whole meme about that, like, She's a, she's accepting the award for best video, I believe. Yeah. At the what are they called the v, maybe, the AMAs? Was it the AMAs, the American Music Awards? Maybe. Whatever. And right in the she just starts to talk, and Kanye West pops up on the stage because obviously he's, he's got a seat right there. Just pops up and says, eh, "I'm going to stop you right get, there." Fuck, man. I I saw that live when it happened, and I just didn't think much of it because I thought these are just all famous people and whatever. But uh, yeah, apparently it was, she was really young. I didn't, I thought she'd been around for a while. I guess she's still pretty young. And pretty upset at what had happened. And of course, didn't know how to react. She didn't, yeah. It's fucking Kanye West. She still said a few words and recovered from it, I felt. But uh, Mm. yeah. No, I mean, I, I like a lot of her stuff that I've heard. And at least one of my daughters just really, really loves her. But I I just don't track her. I don't pay much attention. Albums are all different. She's not just a one-hit wonder, but yeah, she did start with uh, more of a country tinge, right? Like the very first album's yeah. just country songs. Lots of great lyrics. I've heard lots of really great lyrics. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Like, I've mo- mainly always sort of been a melody guy, but I got to say. Her melodies are amazing. Those too. lyrics, really good. Very well. And there was kind of a teaser in the documentary uh, about how she feels about <laughs> Uh, like her political views and she's not afraid to express them. And so there's great hope for the 2024 election Mm. if she speaks up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and another musical anomaly. Yesterday, doing whatever project I was doing, I had uh, Stingray. I listen to hip hop and R&B all the time. And so I clicked on to popular classic, classical popular, whatever. And I heard this thing by Carl Jenkins. Have you ever heard of him? Composer, no, Carl I Jenkins. Thinking, I, was th- I thought Carl Perkins the moment you said that, but I don't know Carl Jenkins He's at all. a Welsh 
composer and a multi-instrument guy. So I think he uses a lot of synthesizers. But the thing that was playing was his Requiem. And I thought it was one of the more accessible pieces of music, like classical sort of full orchestra choirs and all that shit that I've ever heard. I was I just thought it was tremendous. And I so I listened to that whole thing and then I I YouTubed some of his stuff and there's he has some other great stuff. And a lot of it from the nineties, I think, was when his big years were. He's still alive. But there's one album, I don't know what it's called. It says it's a mix of old Eastern African and something else. And there the lyrics are all just gobbledygook. They're but it sounds like a real African choir, <laughs> but they're just saying, they're just saying yeah. whatever. And as I listened to it, I thought, oh, that's not a choir. That's voices that he's actually playing oh, on a keyboard. Oh, oh, oh. It's really, it sounds very much like a choir, but I'm pretty sure it was synthesized. But I thought very cool music. I found the album, though, Requiem. I've added it to my rotation, so I'll report nice. back. Nice, and he's famous for Stabat Mater, which means... Stab your mother? <laughs> standing mother, about the Virgin Mary. Holy Dinah, that's... I, wow, okay. The Virgin Mary and the woes of the when Jesus dies on the cross. She was standing by the... I don't know, I think. Hmm. Anyway, but Delta Airlines apparently used it for a commercial ad, and everybody knows it. I saw on the comments. So you might recognize that if you ever... Oh, okay. But that was probably in the 90s as well. Only vaguely related to popular anything and music. And for some reason, not too long ago, I had been... There was a question I saw somewhere in my feed. Did William Shatner ever regret his behavior on the set of star trek the answer was yeah you know he apologized to people in later years yeah okay whatever but after that i then started getting little rando hits of star trekky stuff and one of them was leonard nimoy singing bilbo baggins bilbo bilbo baggins, bilbo baggins. and they, this whole thing it's a video he's got this ridiculous hairdo they have dancers dressed in funny costumes going around it's just like what the hell i i so you guys have heard william shatner sing macarthur park yeah it's just like oh my god what when is he this? talks it yeah and he, he yeah. emotes his way through it yeah well in this thing leonard Nimoy appears to be doing a more sincere effort to do this cutesy little bouncy <laughs> number about bilbo baggins just holy <laughs> smoke i had no idea he'd even done something like that the first ever digital recording I downloaded, Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> and he's just great. Oh, he's I horrible. still have a short version of it. It kind of disappeared on me, but just, I managed to find a short version. Oh, just a horror. No, I actually like listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he switches into some other piece. He does, it's like a medley. It's a medley. Yeah. Whoa, man. Well, I don't know. That like just seeing his hairdo alone was worth that Leonard. And the funny thing was too, because he was singing about hobbits, all the extras in there had pointy ears and he doesn't. Oh. He has Leonard Nimoy ears, but everybody Normal else has ears. pointy ears. And my question was, I wonder if his agent survived that. Like, why would you do that? Well, because somebody gets you work. And so you just do it, you know? And then when it's done, you go to your agent and say, we're finished. I'm finished. 
That's the stupidest thing I've ever done in my whole life. I'm never, I don't care how much money they give me. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and then I saw some anecdote on there too, of somebody who went to a Trekkie convention at some point decades later with their copy of that record. And he started grumbling about it. I thought we burnt all these and he, he signed it, but he didn't like it. Eh? <laughs> uh, let's do KJ snappers. Okay. This week on KJ Snappers, our first word is quotidian. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they grappled with obstacles both immense and quotidian is what I have. I know that one from French labels on shampoo. <laughs> really? Yeah. Go on. Well, I used to always see that word quotidian on the shampoo, and I'm thinking, what does that mean? It means daily. And quotidian means every day. Like mundane, humdrum. Mundane, yes. I did not know that. From the quote you gave, I would have maybe guessed something like that. I'd never know what that word meant. Obstacles, both immense and quotidian. Next time you're looking at your shampoo in the shower or the bath. Because you know, I use a lot of shampoo, not even slightly ever. Oh, none ever. That's right. Not for your sideburns, huh? (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Thank you. My sideburns. Vulpine, V-U-L-P-I-N-E. Ooh, that's a good word. Um, and it, it came from a K-drama, and it said, she's sly and vulpine. Really? I would have said vulpin. I would have said vulpine, too. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what that word means either. But you know unctuous? Yes. You know when they always say oily and unctuous? Mm-hmm. Vulpine is another word right in that same ballpark. I think it's, mm. it's kind of creepy kind of conniving. Did kind you say of, she's sly and vulpine? Vulpin? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think. I, it sounds about right. Vul- it's not nice. And I don't know if it's, uh, is a hard line over the vowel, is that a hard I, vulpine? Yes. Long I, yes. An adjective relating to fox, to a fox or foxes, the thriving vulpine population. Wow. Crafty right. cunning, Carl oh. gave a vulpine smile. Oh, so that's a fancy way of saying she's sly and foxy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's fun. So it's not as evil as I had thought. Yeah, because sly can be kind of viewed as... Yeah, a, just clever. Yeah. Yep. Oh, um, interesting. That's a good one. Well Boy, done. I'm old for two. Dad. <laughs> dirty darn. Down out there. Um, cleavage, as in voting trends. Oh, Really? Oh, okay. Cleavage. Um, uh, that's the splitting of America into like more right wing and more left wing. There's a real cleavage there. So it used to be that you would think about who do I like the most, especially if you're middle of the road and the parties are kind of towards the middle of the road. You'd go, I think I'll go with the Republican guy this time because the Democrat seems to have low morals or something like that. Now with cleavage, you just vote party line every time. That's mm. a great answer. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I'm going to go with his answer. That's uh, rather fascinating because just because I don't, I mean, cleavage in my head is, well, of course it's exactly that, but. But you could also cleave to something, right? Yeah. So it could be that it's sticky now that the, mm-hmm. the title, the party name is the sticky thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. You're going to vote party regardless. Yeah, you're going to cleave to their ideals. Yes. And that was what I was thinking, but I like yours better. But I think that's probably the reason that they're similar is that 
cleaving. Yeah. Yeah. There's a deeper and deeper divide is the uh, point. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So Deep. it's, of course, it's got cleavage and what that means. Formal, a division or disagreement. There is a marked, marked cleavage between the parties about the government's defense policy. RJ nails it. Okay. Well, that's a different use of the cleavage, but it's the same idea. It's, that's yeah. your idea, though. Yeah. Is, there, is there more? Cleavage, the tendency of a mineral, mm-hmm. hard substance obtained from the earth, to break in particular in a particular way because of its structure. Oh, yeah. right. Right. Oh. It cleaves. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank you for clearing that up. Next we have agrivoltaics. Dio bestia. A-G-R-I-V-O-L-T-A-I-C-S. Mm, wow. It sounds like some kind of mystery of electricity and uh, farming. Nice. Yeah. They're, they're using, they're passing a massive current through a field to aid with growing vegetables. Yes, that's it. You know, they have a gigantic positive thing in one end (laughs) and a gigantic negative on the other. Anode and a cathode. (laughs) One acre plot and you're passing a zillion volts. Kids, I said, get out of there. (laughs) Starting to rain. I'm telling you the last time. Won't get a chance to tell you again. Wikipedia says, agrivoltaics, agrophotovoltaics. Oh, 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 oh. Agrisolar. Well, or blank, something's blacked out, it's, is the simultaneous use of areas of land for both solar panels and agriculture. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, the photo would have given it away a little bit, but I still would have thought it was using it for growing. Same, things. same, same. It's one thing, Portugal, oh boy, just really big solar farms and mm-hmm. a lot of windmills, but really yep. big solar farms, yep. which is good because so much of the ground there it's, looks like it just can't grow anything. It's so hot, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot more of those solar fields on our vacation this time around. I think it's just a thing right now. Yeah. And it does make you think, well, come on, there's there's a lot of uh, side effects of that, right? Hmm. But maybe in a place like Portugal, not so much. If you're in a desert, what what are you going to do? Like yeah. a few desert creatures are going to have problems because yeah. they're now shaded when they shouldn't be, maybe. Yeah, and speaking of agrivoltaics, in Germany when was there once, I remember thinking they've got these things up in a whole field what were they growing in that field before and does it still grow it doesn't look like it yeah Uh, i mean you'd think they could grow something that that likes lots of shade or maybe take one tenth of whatever that panel is harvesting and use it to power a light on the underneath side of it so the stuff can still grow i suppose yeah i don't know i think i just read yesterday that they're having problems disposing of used solar panels oh yeah wouldn't you know it wouldn't you know it Moving on? Yeah. Ablaut reduplication. Ablaut, A-B-L-A-U-T, reduplication. Oh, do you know what it is? No. I know what it is. No. An unwritten English rule that makes tick-tick sound normal, but not rock-tick. When repeating words, <sighs> the first vowel was always an I, then A or O. Chit-chat, ping-pong. Right. It's unclear why this rule exists, but it's never broken. Right. Uh, so that's ablaut reduplication. That's a great word. I've heard that whole thing discussed about all of that. And also but the- But I didn't know that was called that. What is the one when there, where there's seven adjectives? The old, yeah. gray, yeah. moist, whatever. And mm. there's a certain order of those. That's, uh, that's yeah. another Yeah. One. And, and it, that we just all naturally use it without knowing yeah, about it. Yeah, I was going to say, you it doesn't mix sound- them up because if you- if you mix them up, you you go, oh. Yeah, it so, doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Clangs. So the fun question there, would it clang for a ESL person? 
Would yeah. an ESL person say toctic and not think the th- a thing about it? Or is it, this, Maybe, are those yeah. sounds oh, kind right. of universal? Yeah, it could be universal. You never know. Certainly the sounds of babies are universal. Yeah. They just found a sheep that uh, wandered as a baby uh, lamb uh, into a herd of uh, kangaroos and, and uh, it's been living with them for the last six years. <laughs> They found the sheep and they shorn off its wool and there was like 40 pounds of wool on it. <laughs> Can you imagine the kangaroos are like, oh, isn't that cute? Because like babies are cute, right? Like it doesn't matter what kind of, if it's a puppy, but, it's cute. If it's, it, it doesn't have to be your species. They, they always got the big eyes. Yeah, and they're yeah, just like, yeah. they got or certain do you, do manners. Do you really think it was a question where those kangaroos made a conscious decision or no, they unconscious. just- well, you don't they need just, to be conscious to, think, to know about cute. So it just it just made an unconscious decision to stay with a group of something because being on its own is obviously Oh, yeah, threatening. it needs to. Uh, and, of course, uh, a lamb can do just fine when it's around grass. Yeah, and, and so just yep. follow and those the guys. Kangaroos are like, yeah, one of the, one of the uh, whatever you call, what's a group of kangaroos? Oh, God, who knows? I just think they didn't care because it's not a threat. Could have been a toad, could have been a dog, could have been anything. They just didn't care. I don't think they thought, oh, it's so cute. We're I think they adopt thought this it was cute. Baby oh, clearly they thought it was cute. Nope. And a mother took it under its wing. Yeah. And then one of the other, like the guys came around and the mother told him, you stay yeah, off. That's right. It sprunged around in the pouch yeah. for a while. And the guy and the <laughs> father, the father said, well, he is pretty cute. He's not a Joey, but he is pretty cute. <laughs> a Joey. <laughs> I think RJ. Atta boy. And then probably the lamb was in her pouch for a while. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They see, he got there eventually, yeah. I disagree with toad. I don't think you can put toad in that list skin. No. I'm saying I don't think the kangaroos have any particular bond with that sheep. They just don't find it a threat, so they don't have to try to destroy it or get away from You're it. You're just going to have to interview the kangaroos, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I just have to do a long multi-year study and Apparently collect they, video evidence. They're I hear they punch feeding. pretty hard. Yeah, I've seen those videos too. Perfidy. 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 Oh. That we could have had this, but for their perfidy. Perfidy. Mm. That we could have had this, but mm. for their. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Perfidious. Heard that adjective. How would you pronounce that, Skinny? Perfidy. Perfidy? That's how I would. I don't know if it's right or not, but perfidious is another word with the same. Okay, let's hear it. Aren't you guys going to go at all? I don't know. Perfidious or perfidious. Well, perfidy is just uh, evil doing. It is scheming mm. evil doing. Mm. It is double dealing, backstabbing. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And something that is perfidious is all of those things. Oh, okay. those qualities, I think. Deceitfulness, untrustworthiness. It was an example of his perfidy. Perfidy. Perfidy, yeah. Perfidy. And it looks like, yeah, that's where the. Okay, then. Good. Perfidiousness. Oh, look at this. Hey, wait. I got to interrupt everything. Here's Bo and Ma. Mm-hmm. She's posting building climate awareness in Rossland. Nice. Communities like Rossland are taking action to reduce disaster risk. Provincial funding will help them develop a climate action plan and report card, which will include disaster risk reduction and climate adaptation goals. Small world, a skin. Well, we will be responding to that. Damn it. Want the phone report, guys? Brand new phone? Yes. Is that, you got the 15, didn't you? I got the 15 Pro because I didn't want to, you know, have worse cameras than you. (laughs) And tell us about 
Well, I, I won't tell you all about the phone. I mean, anybody who wants to can read about the phones. They, every year they get better in some way. It's the USB-C now. Oh. Right? This port. Same as these ports the here. The round port. Is yeah. It round? It's a good port. Like oval? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a lightning port, similar size, you know, a little, yeah. bit, a little bit bigger. But yeah, all of a sudden figuring out okay, what kind of cables do I need? What kind of chargers yeah. do I need? And Yeah, I've got 800 lightning cables. Uh, I don't, none of them work anymore. Well, do tell me about the uh, camera. Has the camera really improved over the 14 Pro? Somewhat. Okay, so optical zoom three times still? Same basic lenses. Yeah, okay. Slightly larger sensors, I think. Yeah, that's that, that was going to be my next and question. And yours has a 48 megapixel sensor, but then it calculates it back down to 12. Um, this has a 48 megapixel sensor and now they calculate it to 24. So the photos are just have better resolution yeah. in general. Cause I, I don't know about you, whether you've tried it in low light or not yet. In low light, the zoom is poor, just like yours would be poor in low light. The low light work on this 14 pro is just so much better. Than oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like it's the zoom camera. That's not very good with light. Mm. It'll use the low light mode though and kind of fix that. Yeah. The, it, the three it does time okay. zoom is not as good in, uh, it's better in daylight. Mm. Well, that's cool. Cause see, and, and I'm, I'm asking these questions in order to reassure myself that your 15 wasn't worth it. No. Well, <laughs> whether it was worth it or not, it's not that much better than what you already have. It's a little lighter. Is it? It's got titanium instead of stainless oh, steel. Oh, right. Oh, really? Because, come on, isn't that environmentally irresponsible? Isn't it titanium is. pretty it, hard to source? Isn't it like it blood is. titanium? Yeah. Yeah, correct. That's exactly what they I They actually think. kill people to get it. Yeah. I think they're probably melting down human bodies somewhere in the world right I now. I did read that the titanium manufacturing process is environmentally bad. Yeah. Whereas steel is like, they kind of know how to make steel by now, right? Well, we've just become comfortable with all the horrible effluent. Well, apparently it's worse for titanium. Oh, that's better. <laughs> We're on fire today, guys. <laughs> Not really. Oh, just one other thing. I think I've told you both individually, but I'll just tell our listeners. Portugal is not owned by the lawyers yet. That's a good thing. So you go to a hilltop town with a wall around it and a big stone gate and, you know, there would be guys in the day standing on top of the wall, give us the secret password or we're going to shoot you with arrows or whatever. And they had stairs to get up there. Well, you could just walk right up those stairs today if you want. If you're an old white guy tourist in town just for lunch, you want to go up and stand on top of the ramparts, you go for it. And the, I mean, Jesus, the stairs are like maybe two feet wide, maybe. Yeah. And they're pretty steep. Like we're way taller than people were in the year 1200. And these, we're not wearing 40 pounds of armor. I don't know how guys got up and down those stairs back in the day, but they're pretty dangerous. Right. And then you get up on the rampart and you look over and, and the ramparty part is about knee high. In other words, you could pitch right over the edge oh, without yeah, really yeah. even trying. <laughs> yeah. And there's no signs around that say don't. And there's no signs that say, in fact, I took a sign on top of a cathedral in that town, Evora, that I mentioned some time ago. There's a little sign. It was in German, Portuguese, and English. It said danger. And I took the picture because I just said, yeah, really? No kidding, eh? Like <laughs> the sign is below knee height and it's about an 80 foot drop onto a stone yeah, thing yeah. down below. Oh, okay, good. Glad that sign's there because I just, I might've just walked right off. I so, found that refreshing about Cuba as well. Yeah, Same thing. Yeah. I remember going down into some like 
tunnel-y area where they clearly would never have allowed that yeah. in North America. And I thought it was great. I did and it a few times. We just went up to the tops of these tall places. Griffin and was walking down the street in, in Cuba, down the sidewalk. We were behind him and he's turning around talking to us and he's about to walk into an open hole. You know, it's just open. <laughs> Danger. Did you uh, yell at the plebeians when you were up on the ramparts? Like, I spit at you. No, I did not. I fought to your general direction. I muck you. We're at the end of another excellent, excellent episode. By now, you'll be edified, amused, possibly mortified by some of our views. Educated, certainly. Other than all of that, hope you enjoyed it. And take care of yourselves in the meantime, as will we. And buddy, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. In the jingle, jangle morning, I'll come following you. Mr. Tambourine Man! Mr. Tambourine Man! Hey! Mr. Tambourine Man! Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man! Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man!